Uh, we would, we would fail is. the Beckdale test, honestly. We would. Oh, we just did. Oh, we Boom. failed. We failed it. like in ten minutes. We <laughs> talked about boys. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Well, hello everyone out there in podcast land. This is Beyond the Mouse, the podcast about all things Disney. I'm Vanessa Ferguson, your host today, because. Craig McFarland and Brett Rutherford, they think that they can just go to Disney World and leave me all by myself. What's that all about? But luckily for me, I have got a very good friend here in the studio with me. We've got the fancy mics today. I've got the lovely Bee Bonner. Hi, Bee. Hello. And I would just like to say, Craig and Brett, next time y'all go, take us with y'all. I know, right? <laughs> what is this? Them leaving us behind. So rude. I know we're fending for ourselves here. We are. But we're going to show listeners today that this show can be great with just a little bit of girl power. And what better movie to talk about girl power than Mulan, the 1998 animated version. We're not talking live action. We're talking about the old school Mulan from the 90s. One of my favorite Disney films. I am so excited to talk about this. I would just like to say for the record, we do not speak of the live action film in the studio. Okay. Oh, we don't. We we do not. (laughs) So many rules. We do not because, guys, you know what? I don't even want to get into it. But let's just say I grew up loving the animated version. And then when the live action came out, I said, what are you doing? There's no singing. There's no Mushu. So we do not speak of it. I know. I know. I know. Well, we might for a moment speak of it later. But but I get what you're throwing down. So, yes, we're going to celebrate the animated movie, which has all that great music in it. We'll talk all about that. But first, B, I'm going to put you on the spot. You do not know that I'm going to ask you this. (laughs) Okay. You're probably going to hate it. (laughs) But everybody who comes on to the Front Row Network, their very first episode, they have to say what their favorite film is. And because you're on Beyond the Mouse, I knew you'd hate this. I don't even go back and listen to my first episode because my film choices are awful. But we also have to ask you, what is your favorite Disney film? If you can't think of a favorite film, you can just do Disney. And then maybe when we have Craig and Brett back, we'll we'll talk favorite film. But but whatever you want to do, if it's coming to you, we can do it. Okay, I'm going to start with favorite Disney films because I feel like i watched so many movies over a lifetime. It's hard just to pick one. I know, right? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so favorite Disney film. First, I'm going to go a couple of ways with this. Okay. Oh, my gosh. How can I do this? Because there's so many to love and for so many reasons, it's hard to pick one. But, okay, if we're talking music, just straight music, I'm going to have to either go Hercules or Hunchback. Because mm. the music was just so good in those films. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if we're talking about story, I love Beauty and the Beast for some reason. I, I really like Gaston. And here's the thing about me. I love villains, y'all. <laughs> I I am terrible because I love villains. I'm a bad gal. Okay. <laughs> Hashtag bad gal when y'all put, put this podcast up. But I really love the villains. They have the best songs. <laughs> so I want to, you know, be strong like Gaston, duh, 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 whatever they talk about, you know? <laughs> But yeah. I, I really think Belle is really sweet. And I think her father, the relationship they have is really sweet. Yeah. And then when everything starts coming alive in the mansion, I'm like, I want them to be my service, you know? It's a cute movie. <laughs> oh, my gosh, y'all. It's a cute movie. It is. But really not the live cute. action. 
Not, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. I like the anime. I think that's pretty general that we can even say. Like, we've already said that about Mulan, that obviously we our hearts are with the animated films as opposed to the live action. Nothing wrong with the live action. And I think Craig has even said that it's very likely that in 20 years' time, the young people who were watching mm-hmm. the live action, that that's going to be their movies that they are nostalgic about. But for us, we are we are the animated. I just say I thought I knew so much about you, and then you start telling me how much you love villains, and now I'm like, should I be alone with you? But now y'all know, just hashtag bad girl and gal pals when y'all put this up because I really do think if you look at every Disney movie, the villains really do have some of the best songs. Like look at Ursula, you know? Yeah, no, look you're absolutely Scott, right. You know, you're absolutely right. Look at everybody, and then. You know, the villain didn't really have a song in Mulan. I I think it would have been weird for him to be singing, but... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, it is great to get to know you more today and hashtag bad gal. Yes, yeah, go ahead and do that, y'all. Hashtag bad gal. (laughs) And and the bad pals, too. You know, we got to remember some of them, too. The bad pals. Bad pals? Like bad sidekicks? Well, the bad boys. Oh, the bad boys? Yeah. Hashtag bad gal, hashtag bad, bad pal. Bad pal. Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. Yeah, 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 I get yeah, what yeah. you're saying. Well, right now, Craig and Brett are definitely hashtag bad pals in my <laughs> eyes because they went to Disney together and they didn't tell me. So it's fine. Whatever. We're offended. We are offended. But, and by the way, I am letting you off the hook for not giving me your favorite film. Okay. You gave your Disney. You know what? I'll address the favorite film, too, because okay, you gave me moments film? to kind of think about it. And it kind of goes along with this, you know. So we're going to talk about this person later on in the the uh, podcast but I really like the movie Dream Girls I like musicals so I really like oh, Dream Girls okay. now and I, some of y'all gonna get me out here so if the beehive is out there please do not attack me and come after me but do, mm, I, I, I might have to say it Be Bonner, you're going to insult our listeners I, I might have to say it <sighs> right, I, I, I really don't like Beyonce as an actress I hate <gasps> to say it and I hate to sound crazy but I, I think in Dream Girls she did a pretty decent job and you know I can watch that movie 20 times over. That's not something y'all want to watch with me because I will sing every song in it. But I really like Dreamgirls. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great choice. Definitely uh, iconic film Mm -hmm. for a lot of people. So let's pivot, though, and let's talk about Mulan. And because you're my guest today, I want to hear your first impressions first. So usually when we talk about this, we talk about our first impressions that we can remember talking about, right, from (laughs) when we were kids. And then what we thought on this recent rewatch. Okay. So... You know, the other day I was kind of reflecting on this. And as a child, I really thought Mulan was so beautiful because of all the pretty flowers and the colors and the different things. And of course, of course, the songs. Now, I was probably singing the lyrics wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And I sing a lot of lyrics wrong, but I really just think the music was good. And then having Eddie Murphy, you know, as Mushu, to be honest, he's one of my favorite sidekicks of all time so I would say those are my first impressions but you know when I went back and watched the other day I'm like there was a lot of things going on in this movie that went over my head as a kid yeah 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 (laughs) well you know I have to agree that when I first watched Mulan I remember really liking it I remember thinking Mushu is hilarious of Mm. course I I totally agree with you Eddie Murphy is brilliant in this movie and then on the rewatch you know sometimes when you go back and watch the movies you're like oh it's a it's a kids movie am I gonna like it as much as an adult it is just as funny it's hilarious it is <laughs> hilarious it and it's kind of sad too I texted yes. y'all I texted Vanessa the other night when I was watching it and I said I'm literally sitting here in tears yeah. weeping yeah. about this 
animated movie. Yeah, yeah. And we'll definitely talk about those parts of the film. But yeah, I was in the same boat. I, I was crying watching some of it. And I'm like, why are they so mean to us women? I'm like, this is beautiful. She brought honor back to her family. And Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Since you mentioned Eddie Murphy, let's jump right into talking about some of our favorite characters. And I think even though Mulan is the name of the movie, I think we need to talk about Eddie Murphy, (laughs) who is the true star of the movie. Oh, yeah. He made that movie. Yeah, Yeah. I, I totally agree. So what do you think about Eddie Murphy's voice acting? Was there any particular jokes that you think he did really well? Or, or what, what are your thoughts on him? Oh, first of all, Eddie Murphy is phenomenal. But as somebody that wants to work in voice acting, I think he really lets his personality shine through, really through Mushu. Like, there was this one part. And one thing y'all will come to learn about me is I love churchy stuff. I just love church chords. I love I love to praise Jesus. So um, <laughs> when there's a particular part in the movie, he's like, "Is did I hear someone asking for a miracle?" And you hit a dun dun with the with the uh, church organ underneath. Yeah. Yes, I'm like, yes, yeah, a miracle. And then this tiny lizard jumps out because that's what he looks like, like yeah, a little tiny does. lizard. He's not a lizard. He's a dragon. A, a dragon. dragon. He don't do that tongue thing. <laughs> All right, sorry. Continue on with what you were saying. But, you know, this was like the first role that he did as like a voice actor. And to me, that was so surprising because he did so well. And he almost didn't play the role. Somebody else was going to play it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's interesting because his career, and and I think I learned this from Lou Hare over on Mm -hmm. Guilty Pleasures on Front Row Network, that his career in the 80s, it it was doing really well, especially with highlights of being on SNL and and Coming to America. Oh, that's one of my favorites. I know, it's such a good good movie. (laughs) So good, so good. But then he had a series of flops in the 90s, and this really kind of was the first film that he did that was well received mm-hmm. his voice acting um he he got good praise for what he did with that film with this film and even went on to do the voice of donkey oh in dreamworks gosh. another Shrek. iconic role you know definitely i i'm wondering if you know, I want to get your thoughts on this because we we saw this with Robin Williams too, mm-hmm. where Robin Williams voiced the character Batty in Fern Gully. So funny. He does such a great job. But then he goes on to do the genie mm-hmm. in Disney's Aladdin. And that film is iconic. There's been no one able to top his delivery of the lines that he he gives in that film. The, his voice acting is off the charts yeah. incredible. No one can replicate it. We saw Will Smith. Obviously, Will Smith was doing his own version, but no one can touch what the genie is. And so I'm wondering, with Eddie Murphy, he hasn't quite gotten the same praise that Robin Williams got. And I think that's that's very fair. But for you, is Mushu the genie or is Donkey the genie? Oh, wow. Okay, that's a hard question. Yeah. Because you know what? I don't think Eddie Murphy played Mushu anymore after that first film. I think somebody else voiced the character in the second Mulan and in the video games and everything. But with Donkey, I'm kind of seeing... He was able to do all the movies, I think. I think Eddie Murphy was in the voice in all the movies. So I would have to go with... I don't know. I would say Donkey. But personally, I'm a big Shrek fan. I think the movie is hilarious. I think it's really funny. And to me, it has a a kind of good message once you, you know, kind of look past all the silly stuff. But for me, I would have to say 
Donkey might be like the genie for me, even though I really love Mushu, but Donkey is hilarious. Yeah, you know, and I I I need to rewatch Shrek. It's on Netflix I, right now. <laughs> yeah, and, and by the way, we don't. This is kind of like Bruno with DreamWorks. We don't really talk about we DreamWorks. Don't talk about DreamWorks. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm gonna sing a lot but, during but, this too. But, but Brett, Brett's not here, so we can do what we want. So <laughs> that's right. Never leave again, and you can do whatever you want to do. Yeah, I think. I think. I think Donkey definitely is the more iconic mm-hmm. character, the most well known. But for uh, and like I said, I gotta rewatch it. But for me, Mushu's line delivery is so mm-hmm. brilliant. Eddie Murphy, what he does with that character is great. If you really look at the dialogue that he's actually saying, sometimes yeah. it's, it's not that interesting. But his line delivery is what makes it so hilarious. I mean, you know what was that line he said uh, when he, when Mulan first goes to the camp and she's trying to introduce herself to Gal, and he's like, "Slap him on the butt." I'm like, yeah. "What?" <laughs> I'm like, how did y'all yeah. get away with saying this? Yeah. I mean, everything he says is delivered in such a way that it's just, it's really hysterical. So I don't know. I think, I think this might be the genie for me personally yeah. when it comes to, to Eddie Murphy. I thought you were going to say the line, no, my little baby, off to destroy people. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's so good. And I have to, uh, the best lines in this whole film yeah. are, are when he is talking about the horse being a cow. And he's dishonor like, on dishonor on you, dishonor on your cow. And then uh, he says, he, I think he says like, down, Bessie. <laughs> and then as they're getting ready to leave, it's real quick. But he says, come on, heifer. Yep. <laughs> Yep. He has so many iconic lines in this movie. I mean, we could probably write a whole th- a story about him oh, just definitely. off this movie. Definitely, definitely. But we'll go ahead and move on to someone who also deserves to be recognized, and that is Mulan. Now, we have a couple ladies uh, yeah. providing the voice for Mulan. Yeah. We have Ming Nguyen, which is... In the book of Boba Fett, if you're yeah. if you're watching that, she's one of the actors in in that, and she's also in Agents of Shield, where I first realized I know this voice, and then I realized she's the voice of Mulan, and she also got a cameo, I think, with her daughter in the live action Mulan, so she's pretty cool. Yeah, she definitely is, and I I really do think that she does a great job in this film. Mm-hmm. Her voice acting is different from our other Disney princesses, yes, and that she's not dainty I mean she has a very mm-hmm. feminine voice but it's not dainty it's not fragile sounding I think she was like 30 something when she booked this role and Mulan is supposed to be very young but they were like we liked your voice they heard her in something and they liked her voice so much oh, uh, I think it was the perfect choice that's that's good to hear for us 30 year old guys <laughs> We can still book teenagers. There's people that are 40 playing 15-year-olds in Hollywood, okay? Good, it, good. It's still available. Come on, Vanessa. There's, we got to book you a row. There's, there's <laughs> hope for us. There's hope. Also, uh, Leia Salonga. Yes. Uh, who, iconic. Iconic Broadway performer. You know, I think she did the singing voice for Jasmine mm-hmm. as well. Her voice is so great in the song Reflection. Yes. Uh, really love that. I think that's really the really only song that we get from Mulan yeah, pretty in much. the film, pretty much. 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 So, you know, I think they both just do such a great job. And, you know, they were able to use some of Ming-Na's like, personality. She touches her hair a lot in real life. So that's why in the movie you see Mulan like gliding yes. her hands through her hair a lot and doing certain movements. And 
I think that is so cool that the animators were able to include that in the film. Yeah, absolutely. I love because it, it adds a little bit of a personal mm-hmm. touch, I think, to, to the film. So I, I totally agree with you there. Let's talk about some of the other characters too. It's it's weird to me that we have so many really big celebrities, really mm-hmm. well known people in this film, and, and they're playing a little bit smaller roles. So we've got Harvey Firestein as Yao, which I have to say. <laughs> I, I guess he, you know, obviously he is not of Asian descent yeah. and he was hesitant to take the role. Yeah. Uh, but until he heard that there were a lot of other Asian actors lending their voice to the movie. Uh, but his voice is so funny to me. There's there's it's so recognizable. Yes. too, and, and it just makes for a great line delivery. We have June Foray, who plays grandmother Fa. Oh, can we just talk about her real quick? Yeah, absolutely. she is hilarious at the end. She is a woman after my own heart, y'all. When she said she brought back a sword, uh, she need to bring back a man or she yeah. said something along those lines. <laughs> I'm like, I'm with you, sister girl. Mulan, you better bring back that fine man. I know he's very handsome. <laughs> I have to say, it's funny because this sounds really weird, but there are obviously some animated movies where the princes or the males, you know, leads <laughs> in the movie are like really attractive. Oh, they're really attractive. Hashtag gal pals right there. That's, yeah. that's, that's it right there. There are a lot of animated men and I'm like, y'all did yeah. a really good job. I mean, Shang might be at the top of my oh, list. He's handsome. He is it. We need. We're gonna have to come up with our most attractive <laughs> Disney male list. We should do that. Let's we'll, do a draft. We'll do that in the podcast, pals. Yes. We'll we'll do so. If you're not a member of Podcast Pals, uh, Beyond the Mouse Podcast Pals on Facebook, and you're listening to this podcast, when you're done, go over to Facebook, join the group, and B and I are gonna start listing our most attractive male princes. Oh, my favorite topic. I know, right? <laughs> Can we also say, too, with Grandma Thought, she has a little singing bit, and that is performed by Marnie Nixon. So I have to do my best Brandon impression <laughs> from Front Row Network Classics <laughs> podcast. So Grandma Fa is Marnie Nixon when she's singing, yeah. and she's essentially the singing voice of Hollywood. She basically would come in and provide the singing voices for those actresses that maybe couldn't sing as well. She would do that. Most notably, she was the singing voice for Audrey Hepburn in My wow. Fair Lady, which, uh, spill the tea, scandal, <laughs> is part of the reason why Audrey Hepburn didn't get the Oscar because she didn't do her own singing and they give it to Julie Andrews instead. <gasps> Gasp, right? Mm. But that's all Marnie Nixon. Tea spilled. <laughs> Done spilled. <laughs> Another person that sings for a character, Donny Osmond. Yes. Yes. I don't feel like I give him enough credit. He's actually really talented. I didn't know he has such a great singing voice. You I, know? I mean, I knew he's he sang. Yeah. Obviously, his whole family's the Obviously. Osmonds are very, very talented. I didn't know it was that good, though. Yeah, same, same. I didn't know that. And he obviously sings for the character of Shang, which is our very handsome. handsome. <laughs> <laughs> our handsome prince. Um, Woo. Okay, so uh, I, I promise we're not drinking wine while we're I, I recording this. <laughs> I promise you. We're going we gonna to move along. Though. Yeah, but we also have a, a B.D. Wong, who is the voice of Shang, and he's good. He's yeah. a lot of Jurassic Park stuff. I don't think I could recognize him personally, but I think he does a good job. Now, you 
specifically asked me to bring up the character of I think it's Chief Fu. Assist. Uh, he's the assistant. Oh yeah. Let, let's talk about him. He's the Emperor's counselor. I think. Oh, counselor. It is. Okay, and he's it's like the assistant. Yeah. And it's um performed by James Hong, who we know from like the Kung Fu Panda movies. I recognize him from Wayne's World yeah. of all places. I think in Wayne's World too. But tell me, why did you want to talk about him? Oh my gosh. So when I first thought of the character I'm like this man is so mean and I think for me he kind of bridged the film and go with me here on this oh, little wow tangent. this one character he, he kind of okay. bridged the film for me because you you have Mulan who's trying to prove to herself and her family that she's worth something and that you know she's going to bring honors to the family but then on the other hand you have Shang who is also kind of being taunted in the same way he's the general's son and he's uh, a first time captain and you have this one character basically telling both of them you aren't good enough you know telling Mulan you're a woman you're disobedient you're nothing you should be you know dishonorable and then you have Shang you're just the general's son you know you can't do this so for me, he was that one character that kind of brought Mulan and Shang together. You know, they parallel yes. each other. They have a lot to prove, both of them. Oh, you are good, people. <laughs> I'm trying to be. When I heard I was coming on here, I'm like, ooh, I need to have something insightful to say. <laughs> that is very insightful. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought of this character of Chifu to be like the linchpin that kind of ties it all together. Yeah. But yeah, I can definitely see that. And I heard that. Now, I don't know this for sure because I haven't looked it up yet. By the way... I'm not fluent in Mandarin. I know a little bit of Mandarin because I took that in high school and came to college and took a little bit of it. And I'm trying to get back in it because I would like to be fluent in it and I would like yeah. to get back, you know, to it. But I heard that Chifu in Mandarin actually means bully or to bully. Oh, really? I oh, see, that. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think too, like, if, if this if this is correct, if like, it's I, correct. I'm not able to don't fact, fact check. check me. That's Yo. the thing. It's like I'm not able to fact check this. Okay? I'll have to I, look it up later. I don't and speak confirm. Mandarin. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I saw. I saw that in a couple places, and I need to fact check that for sure. But I, I'm pretty sure that it means bully, and I, I'm pretty sure they did that on purpose because he did serve as like a yeah. bully well, to Shang and Mulan. Yeah, and Mulan I think means flower, and yes. so when she's pretending like to be a man, mm-hmm. she is Ping, which I guess means flower yes. base. Yes. So, you know, it's those little touches. It's that little extra care that they put into a film that, yeah, we didn't know about. But when they do that on Mm -hmm. everything, that's what makes it like a real masterpiece. You notice throughout the film, there's so many flowers going around. And I think Mulan, yeah, it means like a blossom or some type of flower. So you see her father, he's playing with the flowers delicately and he's looking at it. And it's supposed to represent Mulan. So I think right. those added touches are really cool, too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Some other voice actors I think we need to give some credit to. George Takei. I, I believe I'm saying that right. I did look it up. Obviously, well-known from Star Trek. He plays the first ancestor. It's incredible they got him for this film. <laughs> yeah. Also, Miriam Margulies, who is a... British actress. She's a, a well-known stage actor. She's in the Harry Potter films. She was the the voice of the matchmaker. So again, it's like there's these small <laughs> roles that they were able to bring in some big talent for. And then I'm not as familiar with Michael Ferrer, yeah. but he plays Shan Yu, the bad guy. Oh, I got something to say about him. Oh, he's but oh my first gosh. let's give him credit. Yeah. He he's so good. Yeah. With this deep voice. Oh, he's scary. 
Oh He's my gosh. very scary. Very, very scary. <laughs> so tell me, what what do you what do you like or not like about him? So I remember being a child and you know, and let me just say this too. I was scared of everything. I'm still low key scared of everything, but I was really scared of this dude. I'm like, this is a bad dude right here. He Hashtag is bad. bad dude. Yeah, he's a bad dude. So, you know, watching it now, I was still saying, Yeah, this is a bad guy. And you know, I don't think as children we quite pick up on everything. So there's a scene in the film where um I think he finds two spies from uh Mulan's camp. Yes. And then he's like, it only take how many people does it take to send a message? And then they go one. And so and he it's implied that arrow. he kills yes. the other spy. And I'm like, yes. Wow, this is a bad guy. Yes. That is a very bad dude. dark. Yeah, you are so right. I didn't pick up on that as a kid. And on the rewatch, I'm like Oh man, this is like yeah. some like drama. And then they burn down the village. He's like, "Why well, this little girl is probably missing her doll?" And then he went to the village and they burned it down. Yeah, implying oh that he killed this little girl. Yeah, and so let me just say this because I I know we all love the Disney parks, and I've only been to Disney World once. I plan to go again. I could have went with Craig and Brett, but they didn't invite me. But it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> It's fine. But I saw that at one of the parks doing, like, one of the parties when they have, like, the villains walking around. They have Sean Yu walking around as a character. Do they? I saw it. Are you sure? I saw it. I'm going to have to look it up and so I can show you. But I saw him in this costume, and I'm like, why they have this man in the parks? He's probably frightening children. <laughs> I mean, he certainly would frighten me. I'm I'm looking this up. Sean Yu in the parks. Look it up, because I Let's saw him see. as a costume character, and I was unsure of why he was there. Oh, well, I see some. Oh. I told you. He, is he's this, there. Is, is oh my gosh! Is this who you're talking about? Yes, <gasps> that is a scary dude. The costume he is very is scary looking. <laughs> yes, yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I I definitely would not want to interact. I don't with want to him interact with if, him uh, if I saw him in the parks. So. Who would want to? I like I, the villains, but I don't like I him. Thought you hashtag bad girl. I thought I thought you would have liked. liked I think him. he's like the only villain, and I'm like no. Nah. Okay. No. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about some of our favorite scenes in this movie. And I know there's going to be a whole bunch of them. But again, since you are my guest, I'll let you go first. And, and so I don't steal any of your favorite scenes. <laughs> what are your favorite scenes in this movie? Oh, gosh, there's so many. I, I would have to say this whole film, you can literally say anything, but... The one thing that I really liked, of course, when Mushu was doing his little churchy thing, because, again, I like yes, the churchy yes. stuff. But there is a scene when Mulan is meeting with the matchmaker. That whole scene was hilarious. Like, she doesn't know Mulan has the answers written on her arm, and she gets the ink on her hand and makes herself a little mustache and beer with it. That was so funny. You know, it's interesting, because in that scene, we see a lot of those... Physical comedy yeah. sight gags that we might get from the early Mickey Mouse shorts, yeah. from early animation where it's slightly violent. <laughs> I mean, she's on fire. <laughs> I'm, ho out, I'm hoping that tea was room temp. Yeah. And not hot. She might have some burns. No. Yeah. So, <laughs> some third degree burns yeah. for our poor matchmaker. But it is, you're right. It is, it's very comical and how they handle that. I personally love the, the song. Oh, from that song the, is great. Yeah. Please bring honor to us. Please bring honor to us. 
Yes. I love it. <laughs> I, I love uh, So whenever I'm getting ready, I'll be like ready to take a yeah. shower. Not every time, but occasionally <laughs> I'll uh, be getting or even washing my dog. Yeah. I'll take him and put him in the bath. We'll have you <laughs> washed and dried, primed and polished. And I love it. With pride. I should say bark with pride because it's my puppy. <laughs> but but anyway, yeah, you know, that's not that scene, that whole. Uh, that whole scene is great. It's the so first, funny. What is that? Eight minutes of the movie is just really great. It's great how they really keep the pace. Mm-hmm. going that's another thing i like about this film is the pacing throughout mm-hmm. is is really really good there was not a moment where i'm like oh when is this gonna yeah. end it yeah. wasn't too long i also like a scene at the end where so they found out mulan is a woman at this point and she sees the huns and um popping up out the snow they was popping up like the little jack-in-the-box and it got I, a little scary i thought it was very like zombie Zom- like it's like i am dum- legend or dum- something dum- pop! <laughs> you know <laughs> And then, and it would then, be so funny if they if they if we dubbed over it. <laughs> Those on you, yeah, right. I love that. But no, uh, so she's going to like the Emperor City to let everybody know, like, hey, they they coming out the snow, they coming to get y'all, and nobody's listening to her. And then you know, finally, Shang and everybody's like, all right, well, he done stole the Emperor, so she must be telling the truth. <laughs> And she gets yeah. uh, she gets Yao and Ling and everybody dressed up in like the women's clothing and everything, and then they all take her lead and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna do this together." That was a great scene because it's like they it all finally came together. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting how they mirror her journey yeah. where she has to re- pretend to be a man to be successful, and now and now yeah. suddenly they have to pretend to be women to uh, confuse the 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 Huns. Yeah. Yeah. And they called them some ugly, what did they say? Ugly concubines or something? (laughs) Some ugly concubines. (laughs) I'm like, ooh, y'all got away with saying that too? (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's interesting what we they got away with in this movie. They got away with saying a lot. And I didn't even realize until I watched it as an adult. Like, woo. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I I really love to, if we're talking about favorite scenes in the movie, I mean, obviously, I'm always the one who loves the humor in the in the film, Mm -hmm. and and I'll definitely talk about some more funny scenes. But I think the most moving scene for me is when the emperor bows to her, yes, and then suddenly every and you see that wave in the crowd, and it's such a beautifully animated and filmed scene Mm -hmm. because you really get that feeling of depth and grandeur from that moment and like I, I had chills and tears running down oh, my face watching I was watching sobbing it. by that point yes yes sobbing. it's such a beautiful moment and uh, I just if it weren't for that scene mm-hmm. I don't think the movie would be as wonderful as it is if it was just the emperor and her and you know shan and 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 they're just in a small room Mm -hmm. together and he's like well thanks you know (laughs) (laughs) i don't think we would have the 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 grandeur of that moment and Mm -hmm. but to see all of china yes well it's very moving too because like i said before when she's going to the city and she's telling people hey the huns are popping up they're like leave me alone and so she's like why are they ignoring me and musu's like it's because you're a woman again yeah so at the end it's nice to see like the difference of like okay we now must give her respect we must now honor her because she's literally saved us all you know yeah absolutely another scene that gives you this really big perspective is the battle scene on like the snowy yeah. mountainside uh where you <laughs> you you see 
you it's more like you hear it because you you kind of hear the the I don't know how they did this but the noise of the people a running huge yeah. throng of Huns coming around <laughs> the the what is it they like pop up from the edge of this mountain and they start come swarming and you get that panic feeling in your chest well, like, and also <gasps> I thought coming. about at that point now we get like ten soldiers over on this side and then clearly there were thousands of Huns I'm like what yeah. does this make any sense I'm like they're gonna die. <laughs> They're about to die. And then and that's what excites me too is like this scene where Mulan really shows like I'm going to save them. I'm going to take this cannon. I'm going to run at them. Yeah. And then, and shoot M- oh, Mushu. He's like, you how missed. could you shoot three feet in front of you? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then the, and then for those who haven't seen it, which you should have by now, the avalanche comes and, and basically yeah. covers most of the Huns and killing most <laughs> that's of That's what them. I start popping back up. But, you know, what's also really great about that scene, and I looked this up today too, I found out that this she was like the first Disney princess that was able to be physically and visibly wounded in a movie because you don't oh, see right, that in right, other right. you know Disney animated films especially for a princess so I thought that was you know really different yes. I, I never realized growing up that that was a thing but when I watched it yesterday I'm like wow she was really hurt yeah and I think too the first Disney princess to kill someone yeah she killed over 3,000 people I think I mean the numbers don't Ooh. lie right Ooh. she's a bad <laughs> she mamma <wins>. jamma <laughs> she's a bad mamma jamma hashtag bad girl there we go <laughs> yeah one more scene that I think we absolutely have to talk about and that is the men in the training camp learning yeah. how to fight <laughs> and we hear we, we hear Donny Osmond soothing Let's get down to business <laughs> yes. And then I used to have a t-shirt with Mulan doing squats that said to defeat the buns yes. instead of <laughs> instead of Huns. I think but. we should get those matching shirts. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yes, yes. We can start doing some workouts with Mulan yeah. doing squats. And, you know, that scene is just, it's so, I don't know, it's just fun. Obviously, you could make fighting the, I don't know, you could make it very serious. And they did a great job of, of making it playful and enjoyable so i don't know that that is one of my favorite scenes and i love the music yeah i really don't think there's any song in this movie that i absolutely i mean i love every song i love in this every movie. song especially what was the song when they were walking and talking about what type of women they would want i, I really like that song i can't remember what it's oh, called um um a girl worth yes. fighting for yes i like that song i too. sing that a lot too <laughs> I like it when he sings. Um, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. It's it's I, I take little clips of Disney moments yeah. and I work it into my everyday life. So when I'm cooking, I'll uh, sing beef, po- pork, pork, chicken. Mmm. Yeah. <laughs> I knew exactly what you were gonna say. Right. That's like, <laughs> like when I'm ordering fajitas, I get Texas fajitas mm, with everything in it. Yeah. So it's like, do you want beef, pork, chicken? Mmm. Yeah. I'll I do it all. I do D. Yep. Yes. And then when Mulan is like, how about a girl that, you know, has a brain and speaks her mind? And they're like, nah. Uh, nah. <laughs> I'm like, well, then <laughs> say that then. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So definitely just a hysterical film. And it's, it is funny, too, that even though they're in a wartime, these male characters, mm-hmm. it's like this trio of soldiers. They provide that kind of Larry Moe Curly yeah. kind of humor. I love it, too. Like in that avalanche scene where we have Harvey Firestein going. 
going, <laughs> I let her slip through my hands. <laughs> you know, and, and then it comes right back. And then it comes right back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, I, we also talk about that leg scene too, where Mulan is like, I'm trying to take a bath, and Musu is like, Girl, what are you doing? What are you doing? And they come rushing in. Yeah, where he's like, Stand watch, Mushu, while I blow our secret with my, with my stupid girly habits. <laughs> Hygiene. <laughs> and then you see, yeah, I am the king of the rock. And I'm like, Ooh, I know. And it's as an adult watching that, I'm like, oh, oh my, my gosh, I can't believe that's in this movie. But it goes right over your head when you're a kid. You yeah. know, it's like, oh, they're being silly. And no, something else is <laughs> <laughs> something else is terrifying to her. Uh, we will not speak of it. We gonna either. keep it real G here. Yeah, real, real G rated. <laughs> Any other great scenes before we move on and talk about, you know, some of the other music in the film? Well, you know, I I think one of the last scenes in the movie where Mulan's dad is out in the garden just looking at the flowers again and all of a sudden she reappears and I don't know that move that part yeah. just made me really emotional she's like here's the sword of Shanyu and I bought you the emperor's crest yeah. to um bring honor to the family and then of he course throws he, it yeah yeah, he was so happy to see her again. Yeah. And then, of course, then Grandma came in bringing, you know, some some relief, some, some funny stuff. Hot, funny <laughs> stuff, and then we have the hot stuff. Oh, and then we have Shane coming, coming in. back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned the dad because that was another scene that I really, really loved. The whole sequence of when he knows he has to go to war. He's obviously an injured man. He has to walk with a cane, so he's not going to do well in a war setting. And then you see him practicing with the sword and he falls yeah. and I think all of our hearts and our stomachs sink when we see that moment happen and Mulan knows I cannot let this happen and then we get the sequence of her cutting off her hair going to the temple yeah. I love the scene this is such a beautiful scene where she's in the temple and she's looking into the monument and the calligraphy yes. is there and her reflection is in it and it's like like you said, she's a bad mamma jamma. She's going to go do this. Chef's <laughs> kiss at that yeah, point. Yeah, it's, oh, it's such a great, beautiful scene. And then she goes off into the night and. That's and, that. Yeah, that's that with her cow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Down, Bessie. <laughs> let's go. Oh, Eddie Murphy. Oh, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Well, let's talk about some of the other music in the film because I have to say this was kind of a turning point for me in my musical taste. Oh, Lord. Here we go. Because Here we go. <laughs> I loved, and I still love her, Christina Aguilera. Yeah. And this really was the movie that launched her career i believe this was her first I single think they, they said yeah this kind of launched her career and got her kind of really well known yeah. i remember the music video yeah yeah absolutely and so obviously she sings the song reflection for the soundtrack you can hear it in the credits and this is uh the moment where i decided i'm going to try my best <laughs> to sing like christina aguilera and and that that did it for me was this movie this was this was just so great i think i didn't look this up but i'm pretty sure too that this movie was fairly successful, and I think they performed some of the songs at the Super Bowl. Maybe. I, because I think Disney yeah. did a Super Bowl halftime show, and Christina Aguilera performed. Another group, as soon as I heard the song, I kind of forgotten about it. I'm like, oh, that's Nick Lachey's voice. <laughs> 98 Degrees sings True to Your Heart with Stevie yes. Wonder. Yes. Great, great song. It's it's fun to me looking back at some of these movies like Lion King, Elton John, 
Mulan, Stevie Wonder, Tarzan, Phil Collins. You have some of these. And Sting originally had done the music for Emperor's New Groove, but they ended up scrapping it. But you have some of these really 80s icons from the music industry that come back and then lend their talents to the Disney soundtrack. So I find that really cool, and I'm glad Stevie Wonder's in there. You know, I'm kind of sad, though, because originally I think Mushu was supposed to get a song, but Eddie Murphy did not want to sing. You know what, though? Yeah, I, I don't think I, I, don't I, I think it needed it, but I, I would have been curious just to hear what the song would have sounded like. You know, I was about to say, well, maybe he couldn't sing, but we know he could sing because oh, well, he was singing in Dreamgirls. You can make your way, <laughs> you know. Oh, I was gonna sing. say he he just liked to sing that his girl likes to party all the time, party yeah. all the time, party all the time. Yeah, but apparently he's embarrassed by that moment in his life, so maybe that's why he was maybe. like, I'm gonna pass on singing in this film. Maybe but, I don't know, but if, if anybody has an unreleased. <laughs> Right, if you have the clip. If you have it, send it my way. Care of Beyond the Mouse. (laughs) I think, in general, I think what we can finally say, though, is when it comes to music, is that the music really helps make this movie an elevated film in Disney animation. And yes, the live action is different. It's fine. It's its own thing. I liked it. I enjoyed it. It's the music that makes this so great and it's some good storytelling yeah absolutely and i think that's why a lot of people have a struggle with the live action it's because it didn't bring back those songs that we absolutely love and enjoy so you know yeah that'll be a lesson to you yeah don't take away our songs keep the music in (laughs) keep keep the music let's talk about what also didn't work for the film i don't really have a lot to say either huh i didn't think about this but okay well then i'll go first then yeah go ahead so a couple things that didn't work for me when the emperor offers to give her a role on his council i think it is she says no (laughs) and i'm like girl (laughs) she says she want to go back home you just got a promotion Take it. Do you know how hard it is to to get that role? <laughs> there are no other women doing it. Take it for China. For all the girls in China, do this role. And instead she goes home and then invites this guy to dinner. Now, granted, he's very handsome. <laughs> I would have done the same thing. But it seems like we kind of lost that moment to have being married to a man be the the ultimate goal. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. lost that for a moment when she said no. So that that disappointed me whatever it's still a great movie i well, love it i just I, I was think sad it kinda also goes back to i think they were still trying to remember this was the society at that quote-unquote time so i think they still had to kind of stay true to that and play with that but then once you get into mulan 2 you see some of those stereotypes and things being broken so go watch yeah. that if you haven't that's also one of my another you one like of my favorites I love the music in that film it, you know i will say the music is pretty good for mulan too i watched it not too long ago, mm-hmm. I couldn't really tell you much about it other than I was surprised that, at how good it was. Because typically for some of these animated oh, yeah. sequels, they're not always the best I they can be. I love Mulan, too. So you referenced some of the cross-dresser jokes. Yeah. And I think he says, like, we got to take this drag show on, yes. the row, on the road. And I think listening back as an adult in 2022, yeah. I could see how those jokes may not land the same as they did in the 90s so that's the only really concern i had re-watching this mm-hmm. was i don't know how those have aged i don't think they've aged well 
but and so that's a little concerning obviously the really the, the cross-dresser comment really is like ooh, yeah ooh, that's not cringe. that's cringe. cringy yeah, yeah a little cringy but you know for the most part I, it was solid i yeah i don't really have any complaints about the this only, movie the that only are, other thing i can think about is the historical context because this is like a legend it may or may not have happened i haven't done quite as much research on this part but that could be the other thing because i think people are more getting into staying true to the story and you know i think it was good for what it did but i think maybe do some further research to find out about the real legend and the poem that goes along with it and everything yeah yeah you know i am going to say one more thing about the live action and then i'll, then I'll put it to rest Uh-oh. i'll put it to rest <laughs> go ahead what i also see like all my complaints really aren't about this movie they're about the live action how it didn't have music and and they also in the live action made mulan magical wow you know, I didn't know that. yeah they gave her like magical qualities mm-hmm. and i i liked that in this animated film she is she struggles yeah she, she struggles she struggles with the physical demands of and you see the her training. throughout the film you know having to gain those skills yeah absolutely yeah. so she builds her strength and then she also i mean very early on when we see her doing her house chores we understand that her ability is to think smarter mm-hmm. and and not work harder sure. yeah so that i love that it's her really her brains like she even says how about a girl who's got a brain <laughs> and you they know, said no <laughs> yeah no nah but we see that we see how it's her brain and her ability to build her strength that really helps her succeed it's nothing magical so that that again puts the animated film a notch above the live action for well, me now that you bring that up and i don't know if, how many people have watched once upon a time that listens to the podcast but i was a very big fan and they brought mulan into a couple of seasons and i thought mulan was a little mean you oh, know really? once upon a time she didn't quite have like that innocent good-natured you know, very light personality. I think she was still nice and she was very honorable and did what she was supposed to do. But I think they took some of that youthfulness from her in that uh, show. In that series. Yeah. yeah you know, I, I did like Once Upon a Time and how it combines all the different characters. But they, they're they all funhouse mirrors, you know. They, yeah. they completely twist things they around. They twist everything. Like Peter Pan <laughs> is like a villain in this. And, and Hook is... Oh. Again, super fine. Ooh, hook is handsome, y'all. <laughs> People are like, Ooh. Ooh, can we get rid of these girls and bring back Brett and uh, and Craig? Uh-uh. <laughs> this is the girl pal circle. The gal pal circle. We we going to do the handsome man draft. I know. I, I, know. I, I hate to be that way. I hate to be stereotypical, but you know. It we would, we would fail is. the Bechdale test, honestly. We would. Oh, we just did. Oh, we Boom. failed. We failed it. like in ten minutes. We <laughs> talked about boys, rats. Sorry. We swear we're smart like Mulan. Yes, we really are. Yes. Well, and that's that's something else too is the how they they make Mulan, you know, attracted to Shang. But one thing that I did like was that. She wasn't singing that she liked them, and she didn't have a song saying, oh, one day my prince will come or anything. That's true. So it wasn't blatantly hinted at. At one point it was, because Mushu kind of says something to her like, oh, you like him. Yeah, go to your tent. (laughs) (laughs) But she 
I don't think it was until the second film that we really were able to get into their relationship. Yeah. So I kind of enjoyed that they focused on more so her being the hero and her journey than her love journey with Shane. That's true. And it's not like they got married at the end. No. He just comes to dinner. He just comes to dinner. And then in the second film, you realize, because he proposes to her at the beginning of the second film, I believe. Hmm. So you get more into that in Mulan, too. But it's not just like an easy peasy. Let's just, we just met. Let's get yeah. married. Yeah. It, like some other princesses <laughs> making bad life choices. You know, they really did a good job of saying, we're going to focus on Mulan, her journey, her trying to honor her family, her being this hero, and we're going to save the love for later. So yeah. I kind of did enjoy that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I think that about wraps up. Our discussion of Mulan, was there anything else that you didn't get to share about this film? I don't know. Let me take a look at my notes. I think we kind of, you know, gathered it all. We talked about, you know, society standards. Men want women with a tiny waist and obedient. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think we kind of, you know, got it all. It yeah. was a great movie, a really big part of my childhood. And one day I hope to meet Mulan in the Disney parks when I go again. That would be a lot of fun to go meet Mulan. And, and and I agree. I think if you are listening to this and you haven't watched Mulan or maybe you haven't watched this animated film in a long time, go back. Go back and watch it. Watch it. It's, it's still, it still holds up and it's got some jokes in there for the adults that are still really, really good. So I, I definitely recommend this movie. If you didn't like our discussion, though, (laughs) Brett and Craig, they will be back. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, coming up, I think they're going to be sharing with us their Disney trip reports. Craig was there for, oh, my gosh, I think more than a week. So he'll have a lot to share. Brett actually didn't even go to Disney World. He Mm. went to a galaxy far, far away. Yes. He was aboard the Halcyon. Uh, in, in on the basically the Star Wars hotel, and and so he's gonna have a full trip review on that. I can't wait to hear it. I know, I know, me too. And of course, we will have B Bonner back. We're gonna be talking about so, TV shows, yeah. TV sitcoms that go to Disney World. So that'll be down the line. That that'll be a little ways away, but that's definitely going to happen. And we're really excited to have you back with the boys. Yes, I'm so excited. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed this. And if you want me to come back, please be kind to me. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, and of course, if you want to talk to B, you can definitely talk to her in that Beyond the Mouse podcast pals group on Facebook. And if you're just listening for the first time, feel free to check us out wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on Spotify, on iTunes. You can find us online, basically anywhere and that you listen. And we're also on Facebook. You can look for Beyond the Mouse and you can get into that fan group, Beyond the Mouse Podcast Pals. We're also on Twitter. We're on Instagram. But Craig gives out all those handles. So and he's not here. So <laughs> we'll just we'll just keep moving. So I think that does it for us. So for Beyond the Mouse, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Bee Bonner. And we will see you real soon in the front row. And we'll be having our boys list. I feel like we're kind of like Lizzo. Boys. <laughs> I like itty boys. Big boys. That needs to mean play boys. Thing. Sad boys. Little boys. Boys, boys, boys. I know. <laughs> this, we would have failed the Beckdale test. For not having boys here, we sure did talk about them an awful lot. Yes, we did. But it's okay. And thanks again for having me. I love Beyond the Mouse. And thank you, Craig and Brett, for letting me steal Vanessa and step in for you all today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know that they need to come back. 